You're listening to the Physics Ed Podcast. For hundreds of ideas, free experiments and more, go to physicseducation.com.au. And now, here's your host, Ben Newsom. Yes, welcome again for another Phys Ed Podcast. Glad to have you here. And I must say, this is going to be an interesting chat when it comes to sustainability. More importantly, food sustainability, which is something that every single person, not just in Australia, but right around the world, can really focus in on. And I must say, Oz Harvest is doing an amazing job, not only working with 3,500 businesses right across the country and saving bucket loads of wasted food right across the place. Really, they really do an amazing job, but they're also running the Feast program. And Amelia Burner is the program manager of Feast, which is an amazing program which combines nutrition, food waste, and sustainability in a curriculum-ready package. Now, I can tell you what, you can really tell as you listen to Amelia that she's got a true passion for nutrition and environmental education. And I've got to say, this could be a really good program to consider if you've got kids in that upper primary level to really sink their teeth into and learn a bit about how can they actually contribute to stopping food waste and how STEM get involved with this. Really interesting discussion, and I was really happy that we can have a bit of a chat with Amelia to find out more about it. So let's head right into it. This is the Physics Ed Podcast. We're all about science, ed tech, and more. To see 100 fun, free experiments you can do with your class, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S. And click 100 Free Experiments. Amelia, welcome to the Phys Ed Podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excited. I'm really uh, very happy to have you, uh, especially seeing that you're working from home today. Uh, but hey, you know, soldiering on and uh, hey, we get to find out a bit more what you've been getting up to. So uh, what have you been getting up to? Uh, so many things. Um, so yeah, what we call Feast at Oz Harvest is Feast the Beast because it's a, a growing program across Australia in all states and territories, which is really exciting. Yeah. Now I'm really I'm quite interested to hear about this because I mean sustainability is a thing. I mean it has been around for many many years, but now it's really gotten a bit of a roll on. And um, I'd love to know a bit more about Feast itself, and maybe let let people know about you know what Oz Harvest is, you know how why it got formed and what it does. So because we've got people all over the place to listen to this. Um, so Amelia, let's I suppose for now, what is Oz Harvest? What does it do? Yeah, so Oz Harvest. Oz Harvest is Australia's leading food rescue organisation. So we rescue good quality food that would otherwise go to waste and we deliver that to over 1,700 um, charities across Australia. So we are in all major cities as well as regional areas. Um, but I think what I really love to tell when I go to schools is the story about how Oz Harvest started. So Oz Harvest started in 2004 with our wonderful CEO and founder, Ronnie Khan. So she used to work in events management and she would see the huge amount of good quality food that was going to waste at the end of these events and she wanted to do something about that. So she started with a van and a plan and in the first month she delivered 4,000 meals to people in need. And the amazing thing is that since 2004, um, yeah, 2004 till now, we have delivered over 177 million meals to people in need. So I think that is a huge impact. But I love to tell this story to the kids because really it started with an idea. And so what we like to communicate to the kids when we go into schools is talk about the idea that she is a change maker. And through her ideas, she's created an amazing, I guess, organisation that is having such a huge impact across Australia. I could imagine, especially as a student just sort of sitting there going, that's that you said million, 
not 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 thousand 177 million plates that's a lot of plates which goes, goes to say just how much honestly gets wasted and imagine gosh there's only a small little wedge of the global waste i suspect too i mean this is a really big problem and i love the fact that it's been going for 17 years it's awesome yeah, and I think one of the main things with Oz Harvest is that next level is that, you know, while there is a huge amount of food waste and we are rescuing that good quality food and providing it to people in need, we say while food fills hungry bellies, education changes lives. And so I think that's a beautiful um, part of the organisation is that we are working to meet the national target of halving food waste by 2030 through innovation and that's providing education and other opportunities to educate the community about healthy eating, food waste awareness and sustainability. And I think that's really how Feast came about. So our school program, which I manage at Oz Harvest. Which is yeah. what I really wanted to hear about because I mean, I mean, wind it forward. I mean, you're quite well known in Australia. Uh, and um, thing is though, that doesn't mean that the message is you know, done. Like <laughs> this is an ongoing thing and, and Feast is interactive. And I thought, you know what, this is a really cool sustainability program. So let yeah. us know a bit more about it, please, if you could. Yeah. So Feast stands for Food Education and Sustainability Training. So Feast is a primary school program. So it's targeting year five and six students. And it is a curriculum aligned STEM program that also addresses the cross-curriculum priority of sustainability. But basically the program's aim is to educate students and their community about food waste awareness, healthy eating and sustainability. So I think really it's that understanding for schools and students and communities to really understand the huge impact that food waste is having on our environment. And also, yeah, this is really good quality food and all the resources that go into producing it. You know, I just um, think one of those things, like in Australia, we waste 7.3 million tonnes of food a year, which is crazy. That's enough to fill 13,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools. It's a huge amount of food that we're wasting. And I think that other side is, like, if food waste was a country, it'd be the third biggest greenhouse gas emitter in the world. So I think by teaching students through a curriculum-aligned program, about the issue of food waste and what they can do to avoid it, we are creating a huge change. I mean, the numbers are there. They're clearly staggering, but also they seem like if you reach enough kids to know about that, they can then generally make a difference at scale. So I guess I'm sort of wondering, uh, what do the kids get to do in the program? Yeah, so the program is really a train-the-trainer model. And what we are seeing is that we are reaching schools at scale because we provide all the resources for schools to deliver the program. And then from there, they can deliver it year after year. So the majority of our schools, we've been really lucky enough to have philanthropic and corporate and government funding to support the rollout. So the majority of our 335 schools across Australia that have undertaken our program, they have been able to do it free of charge. So what we provide is a kitchen kit. And I really love this coming from a background as a, a cooking teacher is that cooking can take place anywhere. So schools don't need a commercial kitchen to undertake the program and it's hands-on cooking that we really see kids loving the program and really coming alive and enjoying each part of it. So the kitchen kit stays with the school and I really love about that idea as well. It's enough equipment for a class of 30 to cook in a classroom environment but it can be used for other programs as well. It's bringing this idea of cooking into primary schools where it's not mandatory within the curriculum, which, you know, personally, I think it should be because it's a life skill we all need. 
Um, but yeah, that kitchen kit and the set of electric frying pans that we provide schools really provides that opportunity for kids to really engage with food and cook and engage with that conversation of reducing food waste. Another component that we provide is our curriculum package. So it's a portal that we provide for teachers and students, and that's everything that they need to um, have to deliver the program. So as a teacher um, myself, understanding that program, unit of work, beautifully designed student resources, optional learning activities to take it further, all of those sorts of things are available online. And the majority of the schools that are undertaking our program are in regional and remote areas because it's all readily accessible and available, which is really fantastic. So, and then the final one, it is that trainer-trainer model. At Oz Harvest, we have a team of six teachers who are part of the FEAST team, but to be able to reach 335 schools at the moment, we train the teachers. So we provide teacher training face-to-face -face and online, which is, I really think, an important component because it's that idea that, you know, the program is adaptable, but also that, you know, teachers are learning alongside the students to learn about the issue of food waste awareness and healthy eating, which is really great. Well, the good news is that uh, this year, so um, if you're listening past 2021, this particular year uh, in August is a National Science Week whereby food is the focus. So I imagine you have quite a few schools wanting to get in touch, I'm guessing. Yeah, and I think really you see kids come alive through um, you know, I guess through that understanding of cooking and through that focus of food, we are looking at developing some specific materials for National Science Week with food as the focus where, you know, just that understanding of, you know, how kids can make ricotta and the reactions that take place by doing that. And, you know, I think it's also that understanding when we are going into schools, we're talking to kids and teachers and teachers are saying, you know, I've tried so hard to be teaching the kids about, you um, you know, equations and I guess all this understanding in regards to um, problem solving. But when they're doing that hands-on learning, they're really understanding it. They're seeing it. It's that visual kinesthetic learning that is really amazing. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing. I, mean, I remember as a kid, uh, we, we, we got to pound butter. So, so I'm assuming you got the thickened cream and something that's not going to put taste into the cream. You just shake away as hard as you can, right? Or mm. Something like that. It's, it's kind of fun. And then just add a little bit of salt and instant butter I think I remember describing it to my grandparents who laughed at me and said we had a butter churn what are you talking about when we grew up but uh, yeah I remember yeah. that one from primary school too shaking up the butter and also growing the um alfalfa sprouts yeah that was oh yeah no, that's cool well the reality is it is chemistry and I'm just sort of just out of curiosity um what sort of misconceptions do kids bring along to these sort of classes Oh, that's a great one. So many. And I think it's really that eye-opening, you know, just for me as an adult, I joined Oz Harvest with the understanding that food insecurity was a huge issue and I wanted to do something about that. You know, just in Australia alone, over 5 million people experience food insecurity and a quarter of them are children. But I didn't understand the issue of food waste. I didn't understand it was such a huge problem in Australia, but globally. And I think if we're having those conversations with children, it's really starting to plant that seed to think about all of the resources that go into producing our food. But really, I think from that side of things, some of the misconceptions. So when we talk to kids about, you know, the food that they're making, so some of the recipes we do, French toast, for example, with yeah. banana and yogurt, um, you know, I think we look at the top five wasted foods and those are incorporated into the cooking that we do. So bread is one of the top wasted foods. One of the children in year five thought that bread came from a bread tree. 
So I think there's a misconception that you sometimes get is that kids don't understand where their food comes from and all of the resources that have gone into producing their food. One of the facts that we talk to the kids about is that, you know, just with by throwing away one burger, it's the same amount of water as a 90-minute shower. So there's a lot of water. There's a lot of resources that go into producing our food. But also what we're seeing with a lot of the students is they can't identify certain fruits and vegetables. Some of the kids couldn't identify what celery was, what beetroot was, all of these certain, certain things. But I think the last one is that for me, food is such an important part of my life. I think, you know, it's really, yeah, it's everything to me. I think it's cultural connections, all of those sorts of things. For some of these kids, when we're going into schools, they've never cooked before. They, they don't know how to hold a knife. And these are nine to 12 year olds. And I think it's this important life skill by teaching them, you know, food literacy to be able to cook food is really something that they, it continues on throughout their life and it's something that will stay with them. So, yeah. Well, I was just thinking just then, I mean, as, um, as a biology teacher, the number of times I've just gotten just some groceries out on the bench and go, right, is this a flower? Is this a root? Is this a stem? What are you actually eating? And you'd be actually surprised. Uh, just, I mean, you wouldn't be because you do this. <laughs> But if you haven't tried this before, if you're listening in, seriously, try it. Just get all the different stuff on the bench and just see what kids think it is. Uh, and in just some, some, some curly ones, even saying to kids, you know, bananas are actually a berry. And they go, what? <laughs> and they go, and guess what? Even worse, a strawberry isn't a berry. And they go, what? <laughs> it's going to break their brain a little bit. It's kind of a lot of fun. Actually, it reminded me when you're talking about the bread off a tree. Um, it might have been the 50s or 40s. I don't know. So, someone let us know if you're listening. Um, there was this uh, April Fool's Day done where they showed uh, fresh spaghetti being picked off a tree. <laughs> it reminds me of it. But, yeah, it is, it is kind of a thing. I mean, it, often even just showing, uh, for example, where a pineapple grows and mm. what it looks like is quite quite significantly different to what they expect. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's got me thinking. Uh, I mean, when we talk about the STEM side of things, I've got this funny feeling that the M in this particular STEM component, there's a lot of mathematics in this. I mean, just the, the numbers that are there and having kids understand how scale works um, is really important, I believe, based on what you're sort of saying. Yeah, I think it really crosses across so many curriculum areas we're finding this program in terms of its science, technology, engineering, mathematics, even English, what... and the program itself is what we're asking the kids to do. It's looking at real world problem solving. And the task at the beginning is that we, Oz Harvest is searching for change makers. And what we would like the class to do is to develop a school family cookbook that educates the community on healthy eating and food waste awareness. So as they undertake these practical cooking sessions of cooking food um, recipes using the top wasted foods and not wasting food themselves while cooking those recipes, they're thinking about this cookbook that they're going to develop at the end in their groups. And so the recipes that they develop in this cookbook really addresses at the end, how does it address food waste awareness and how is it healthy eating? So I think from that side of things, it's really, they've got something at the end that is they can take home and they can cook with their families. And we're seeing through our evaluation that a lot of kids are now cooking at home after doing this program. They're learning how to read recipes, which is really an important thing, and develop their own. But I think it's bringing community together because at the end of the program, the kids are published authors. And so the cookbook can go into the school library. We put the cookbooks up on our Feast website, which is really a fantastic gallery of all of these cookbooks from around Australia. 
but it's bringing communities together at the end because they have a cookbook launch. And so we've seen fantastic, um, I guess, launches where it's local councils, parents and caregivers, even local businesses are submitting recipes for this cookbook that they want to be part of it and those sorts of things. It's just this way to bring community together because food is this common language across cultures. And, yeah, I think it's a fantastic um, yeah, way to really get kids thinking about what they can do. I absolutely agree. I mean, I was in, with my family up in northern New South Wales over the weekend uh, for a family thing, and the um, I, I watched uh, two of the adults uh, friendly discuss friendly in a friendly discussion about what was the best way to make scones. <laughs> is it warm water? Is it is it cold water? I put lemonade in mine. I went seriously lemonade, and I just watched this all happen. And the scientist headspace of mine was thinking, well, you know what? I mean, a recipe is a procedure. And we're meant to do variable testing when we do science. So I was thinking at the time, I guess what we should do then is change one thing and see the effect. So, you know, cold, hot, lemonade, go. Mm. <laughs> it'd be interesting for kids to do. I mean, actually, I want to, uh, if you're listening, in, uh, encourage um, the kids to actually try one thing and uh, one thing and see the difference. And I suppose then you can work out, is it objective or is it subjective, whether it tastes better or not? And uh, mm-hmm. or if it fails straight up, well, it's not subjective at all. It's very obvious. <laughs> it didn't work. Well, that's what we ask the kids. We are like, what is a hypothesis? And then, you know, test that. And also within our recipes, we have something like fast fritters and we also do tzatziki dip. So a few things. The first one is that, you know, we do have that conversation where we have parents come in. This is not how we make it at home. You know, you have to have the garlic, <laughs> but we don't have garlic crushes in our kits. So it's no, but from that side of things, it's beautiful to see these conversations that are occurring in the groups. But also, we ask the kids to look at what is the reactions that are occurring. What happens when the fruit is cooked? You see these bubbles, you know, those sorts of things. What yeah. happens when you mix the lemon in with the yogurt? And they're seeing it, but it's also seeing this fantastic engagement. So as well as my teaching background, I'm also a nutritionist. And it was wonderful to do the survey with over 300 students about what was their favourite recipe. And what we saw was that they chose the crunchy noodle salad. Now, this recipe out of all the recipes we have banana pancakes all of these you know different ones this recipe is the kids are using cabbage capsicum carrot all of these you know um, mint and parsley and those sorts of things and they chose that as their favorite recipe which means we're winning because they're eating healthy food and they're choosing that as their favorite food when a lot of kids only five percent of kids are meeting their vegetable intake in you know in New South Wales Mm -hmm. I think that idea is that we want kids to be eating more fruit and vegetables, but through this engagement of cooking in a classroom setting, in this teamwork and sharing, they're feeling this sense of ownership. They're wanting to try new foods, but they're also learning without even knowing that it's taking place, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, I love it whenever you do some sort of a, uh, we call it science by stealth, but <laughs> any version of uh, teaching uh, that they don't realise it is a win for me. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Exactly. And we're seeing the teachers saying, you know, I can identify this kid as a change maker in our school. They've really taken it on board and they're just, yeah. Well, the beauty about that is that if they wanted to make that, you know, a noodle, you know, salad, they can grow most of these things in the school. Yeah. So what we say is that program, it complements a kitchen garden program, but it mm. doesn't require one. So really coming from that background um, as an educator, we understand that teachers are quite busy and their timetables are quite full. So really we want to make it as easy as possible for them to implement. So the idea is that we provide all of the equipment, as I said, um, the curriculum material through the portal. We provide the training um, online or face-to-face so they can just run with it and it can be delivered year after year. 
So the program started in 2018 um, and we have some schools that have just been, yeah, once they've got those resources, it stays with the school. And so we've got schools that have been delivering it year after year. But I think one of the other really fantastic things is that we understand as well that schools, all schools are different. And so the program needs to be adapted and changed to suit those school needs. So we have some schools, say, for example, in regional Australia with six students in the entire school. So they can adapt it to suit across the different age groups. But we have some schools, say, for example, in the inner city that within your five and six, there's 250 kids. And that's, you know, I think yeah. that understanding that, yeah, there's different cultural backgrounds, different needs, and we need to be able to adapt and support that. And that is the idea that our team is there to be able to call, email and contact whenever you need to be able to provide that support and guidance when it's needed. Which actually brings up the question, how do people get in touch? Yeah, so people, um, schools can get in touch in a number of different ways. So they can email us at feast, F-E-A-S-T, at ozharvest.org, or they can go onto our website where they can see the great examples of work that's been produced, and that's ozharvest.org slash feast. And we also have a great feast at home um, part in our webpage where there's some really great activities that can be done at home, some great recipes, some great food audits, look in the fridge to see what there is, all those sorts of things. Oh, if I did a food yeah, audit in my fridge, I wonder what's stuck in the back. <laughs> well, that's what we say. What is it? Look, buy, store, cook. Look at yeah. what you have, only buy what you need, store your food correctly. And my favourite of all is cook the prize, see what you've got and cook it up. <laughs> Love it. No, it's, it's fantastic. Look, look, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with me on this podcast. But before you run away, I was, I was just wondering if you had, I don't know, a, a group of teachers right in front of you, you just run a professional development program. And the question is, right, what next? What mm. would you say? What would, be, what would be the first steps for someone starting out in this sort of particular journey? So I really think that it is a worthwhile opportunity. I think, you know, to see the enjoyment that comes out of this program within the students. They really love and interact with the cooking hands-on component, sharing meals, and really that idea of being able to be given the tools to be change makers, to make an environmental impact is really fantastic. But I think it's um, the idea is that, yeah, it's, it's really worth it in regards to as well the whole school impact you can have, yeah. So I think, yeah. That's no, fantastic. Yeah, and it may, may just change uh, not just uh, well, the sustainability side of things, but their own nutrition. They might start cooking more stuff and less out of a packet. Yeah, <laughs> which is what we all want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, much appreciated. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me, and I hope you have a fantastic afternoon. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great. We hope you've been enjoying the Physics Ed podcast. We love making science make sense. Why don't you book us for a science show or workshop in your school? If you're outside of Australia, you can connect with us via a virtual excursion. See our website for more. Well, there we go. We just heard from Amelia Burner, who you can really tell is making a genuine difference when it comes to kids' understanding about food sustainability through the Feast program with Oz Harvest. So head on over to their website. Again, it's ozharvest.org 
forward slash feast. So Oz being O-Z-H-A-R-V-E-S-T dot org forward slash feast. And you can find out just how you can incorporate this into a seven to 10 week program that really incorporates STEM learning outcomes into your sustainability unit. Really, really cool. So look, that's again another wrap up for the Phys Ed podcast. I hope you've been having a fantastic time listening to all the other different episodes from a variety of different educators right around the planet. And I must say, I've been really enjoying having a chat with them and really getting to hang out with you wherever you are, if you're walking the dog or driving the car or whatever it is that you're getting up to. Look, we have more chats coming up as usual, but I hope you're having, well, a fantastic time getting kids into their well, understanding about their world. And I really love to hang out with you another time. This is me, Ben Newsom from Phys Education. This is the Phys Ed Podcast. I'll catch you another time. You've been listening to another Physics Ed Podcast. We're excited about science. Subscribe to us on iTunes to download the next episode as soon as it's released. And don't forget, for hundreds of ideas, free experiments, our new Be Amazing book and more, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S. This podcast is part of the Australian Educators Online Network. AEON.net.au